Family owned and operated since 1972, Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Special thanks to Rudy Dixon with the Mardi Gras music interlude that we've been having again throughout the Mardi Gras season that will continue. Again, you're listening to 106.1 FM. I'm Eric Asher, 4 to 6, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app. 
Uh, great way to take the show with you anywhere. iHeartRadio, as I mentioned, tune in. You can also check out the podcast. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on all podcasting platforms. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. On today's program, Fletcher Mackel of Channel 6 Sports will join us at 435. And then we'll have Les East, award-winning journalist from CrestedSports.com, and uh, Saturday Down South uh, with us at 535. Uh, don't forget about the award being inside New Orleans Sports this week. We've got a brand-new guest that's never been with us before, but he's been with us on the radio quite a few times. Uh, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show out of Baton Rouge, is going to join us on the program. That is Thursday at 1 with our live broadcast on LAE, also live streaming on the WLETV YouTube page. And then, of course, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night with our first rebroadcast, 10 p.m. on the Deuce. Uh, that's Thursday night. Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican te- uh, Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, 2 a.m. on the Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. So a lot to get into uh, today. Uh, the uh, social media has been a buzz all day long, uh, with uh, again, about with the situation with Zion Williamson here in New Orleans, J.J. Reddick taking to the airwaves this morning, uh, and really throughout the day on ESPN on all of their shows, uh, and really kind of, uh, again, uh, I don't want to say, it's not an attack on Zion, it's just telling the truth about who, again, about Zion and the situation here in New Orleans and, of course, the situation with Zion and his family. And I, and I commend him for that. Uh, you know, again, uh, I will, uh, I'm will. i going to get into this in a second, but, you know, you're talking about a guy that walked away from New Orleans aggravated, upset, felt like he was lied to, he was pissed off. He didn't lightly, again, he felt that David Griffin had said this publicly, could never be trusted, okay, because he wanted to be traded up to Brooklyn or to New York, and ultimately he was traded to Dallas, he, uh, he's, uh, you know, again, uh, after that, again, he ends up retiring from the NBA, and, he, of course, he's on TV now. Um, he could have used his platform today to go after David Griffin. Instead, he went, and, again, he told the truth about what's happening, again, with Zion Williamson, and I commend him for that. I really do. Uh, but how quickly the narrative has changed for Zion Williamson now. Uh, Zion Williamson, David Griffin, and the Pelicans, right? Uh, the fuse was lit this past weekend uh, uh, during the All-Star break. Uh, TNT crew. Kenny, uh, Kenny Smith uh, directly asking C.J. McCollum, a president of the, of the Players Association, was sitting in with the guys uh, if he had spoken to Zion. C.J., again, to the shock of everyone, and again, from, from here in New Orleans uh, to, again, across the NBA landscape, uh, said that no, but said that he would get to the bottom of it. Since then, this thing has kind of bubbled over over the last couple of days. The bottom has dropped for Zion. Look, the media... It, all in this town always hears about rumbles that are going on in the locker room, right, uh, in the Pell's compound. And, and you give a lot of credit to Sean Payton uh, on, again, changing the situation over on Airline Drive. When Payton got there, it was very loose in terms of the media. We were able to go anywhere we wanted within the compound. Uh, and then, of course, uh, after after uh, after uh, there were reports that were getting out of um, – uh, the, uh, the, the uh, compound, Kenny Wilkerson directly, uh, you know, uh, breaking stories. Uh, the, they, shut the, they shut everything down. Uh, they made sure that uh, they created something that was going to keep everything behind the walls on Airline Drive. Now, Loomis has carried that over with the Pelicans since they bought the Pelicans. So we find out in a lot of cases what they want us to know uh, for the most part, right? Uh, this has been a, can be a blessing, and it also can be a curse, okay? Take the case of Michael Thomas which was totally different than what we've ever seen with Peyton with his players here in New Orleans. 
You saw Peyton take the shroud of secrecy off, okay? He made Michael Thomas pay publicly for not getting the surgery in the offseason. We found out about the fight with CJGJ, right? We, we knew that, again, Michael Thomas had become a malcontent in the locker room. Now, supposedly that, that narrative has changed, right? Michael Thomas is all on board with the Saints this year after a tumultuous offseason a year ago. Um, you know, Peyton went against that CIA-type secrecy I've been talking about for years now at the Saints compound, and it worked for Michael Thomas, right? Michael Thomas, again, seems like he's ready to go this year. We'll find out. New coach, new deal. We'll figure it out. On the other hand, David Griffin and the Pelicans have, have coddled Zion, right? Even before he was selected as the number one overall pick uh, by the Pelicans. Feeling like they had to convince the family, convince Zion that this was the franchise that he could win a championship with. That he could be, that again, this team could be built around Zion. They had to sell themselves, okay? Look, he's the number one overall pick. You own his rights for at least four years. You don't have to sell anything to anybody. But they, again, immediately they felt like they had to sell themselves, sell the, the, uh, the, the Pels, sell the city. We heard from Zion's stepfather, okay, during, uh, during the, the, the draft process, after the draft process, when they had the opening press conference, saying, you want us, we, we want you, we're all in. Those are hollow words three years later. No doubt about it, hollow words. Think about this. Griffin comes in. And a lot of the things that were wrong with the Pelicans, he immediately changed. It's one of the things why, again, I was all in on David Griffin early, right? He was doing all the right things. He immediately changes the medical staff, the training staff. He brings in Aaron Nelson, uh, who has been, been thought of as, again, the NBA's greatest trainer. He upgrades, the, again, the facility, both performance, medical, and training facilities. All state-of-the-art now. Gail Benson, owner of the Pelicans, gave... Uh, David Griffin, a blank check, said, do what you need to do to make us a champion. Upgrade the facilities so, again, individuals that, 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 are, that are playing in the NBA, uh, those players will find out, again, what's going on in New Orleans, and they'll want to come to New Orleans. So what happened? Well, they bent over backwards. First of all, did they screw up? Yes, they screw up in retaining Alvin Gentry. But, yes, remember, I want you to remember this. Alvin Gentry... And the Zion camp got, a, got, got uh, along great. It got to the point where they loved Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry, Gentry was going to be the father figure for Zion as, as again, he took the court in his rookie year. Now, did, he, did, did uh, Griff screw up in, in, in getting Stan Van Gundy? Yes. No excuse. That was a mess. But, again, I understand where he was coming from. The lack of discipline within this team. Things were too loose uh, under um, Gentry. There was no real culture, Okay. But it was, a, it was a mess up, okay? You know, he just did not relate to today's players. But on Zion's end, it's not been, all, again, all, a, a total buy-in, if, if a buy-in at all. First came the torn meniscus, right? And then how, how Nelson, uh, again, and the staff handled his recovery. You know, not showing up, not being able to play in the, um, uh, in the summer league when everybody, again, the whole world was waiting for Zion to go to the summer league and tear the summer league up, right? No, he doesn't play. He's hurt. All right, and they're keeping it quiet. Then there was the recovery. Then the burst minutes. Look, I didn't like it. Zion didn't like it. His camp didn't like it. The fans didn't like it. The media didn't like it. But it was considered medically sound rehab, um, rehab plan by, again, Aaron Nelson, who was the best in the business, right? Then came the bubble and the hamstring injury, the mysterious hamstring injury. He doesn't stay with his teammates in the bubble. He leaves the bubble, okay? He leaves his teammates, Griffin, again, once again, coddling his often injured star. And through all of this, Griffin putting up a wall, 
not allowing Zion to be able to take the hits, right? Now fast forward to this offseason. Uh, another injury in the offseason. Zion injures his foot. Griffin and the Pels go out of their way to let him have his own surgeon, his own trainer, rehab away from the team, even though, again, Gail Benson has spent millions, millions upgrading the facility so a player could rehab with his team on airline drive. Now out of this, Griffin and the Pels, they continue to shield Zion, shielded him from criticism. This organization, and David Griffin in particular, continue to take the bullet over and over again for Zion. Again, of, of, of their own making, because they wanted to keep things in-house. They didn't want us knowing what was going on in-house and the dysfunction that was happening, not just with the team, with Zion and his family, okay? Griffin, when you talk about Griffin, okay, um, when you look at his own standing here in New Orleans, it was damaged. There's no doubt about it. I went from a guy that was pro-Griffin to they got to get him out of here, right? All right? Shielding Zion from bad press. The Pelican organization has taken the hits uh, for Zion. Given, again, given the reputation by the national media and NBA fans everywhere, that New Orleans is a place where superstars come to die. Despite the fact that George Shin doesn't own this team anymore, okay, he was absolute garbage. We go back to Sam Battistone and owning the Jazz. He was absolute garbage. Okay, Tom Benson, as great as he was with the Saints, he could care less about the Pelicans. Okay, and then let them wow in, in mediocrity. It was only when Gail Benson took over uh, the reins as the owner that we sort of see this change. Where again they wanted to be a first-class organization, and she put her money where her mouth was, right? But yet, this particular franchise takes the hit for Zion Williamson. New Orleans is a place where superstars come to die. Up until now, okay, up until now, now Zion has been exposed, all right? It wasn't Griff of the Pelicans that opened up the trap door. It was Zion and his camp, okay? They've been exposed for the non-professional way they've carried themselves since he was drafted number one overall three seasons ago. This is, again, of the doing of Zion and his camp, his family. Today is where it hit its boiling point. J.J. Reddick. I said this as I opened up the show. A guy that has no love for David Griffin, no love for the Pelicans, speaks the truth. Tears away, again, the shroud on, on Zion, the professional basketball player, saying that he has been a detached as a teammate, ripping him for not having the decorum of saying that, again, he is showing a, a lack of complete investment uh, in, the, in the team, in the organization, in the city. He went on to say that, again, that Zion is hurt and he's away from the team. But, but then the team uh, just made a trade for one of the top 50 best players in the league, and he doesn't reach out to say hello. J.J. said that there's a basic humanity to being a, a teammate. When a player is, is traded to your team, there's normal behavior. The bare minimum you have to do is reach out to that particular player. Now, J.J. said he addressed this to Zion in front of the team in his rookie year. He said that there's a responsibility that you have to have as an athlete that when you play a team sport, you have to be fully invested, that you're fully invested in your body, you're fully invested in your work, you're fully invested in your teammates, and it's your responsibility. We have not seen that from Zion. Now think about that for a second. This is J.J. Reddick. This is Duke brother. Same agency, CAA, all right? The same guy that trashed Griffin on the way out. He's calling out a fellow Dukey right now. It goes to show you. 
that Zion has been detached since his rookie year. And that, again, this, the rooks, remember this, right? Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Hayes and Zion doing the tour. Again, that was a dog and pony show, right? They're going to Saints games, going to LSU games, going to Tulane games, buying into the culture of the city. Maybe it was real for Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but it doesn't seem now to, again, that it was real for, for Zion. Got David Griffin, Mrs. Benson, and the team. They bent over backwards to please Zion and his family. What have they gotten in return? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nothing but a young, immature malcontent, or as J.J. Reddick put it, detached from his teammates. I mean, even the city got involved here. I mean, you remember me talking about this on the show when it happened, right? The city gave a variance to the Williamson family so that Zion's mother could build a movie theater into a historic home in the Garden District. That just doesn't happen. We don't mess with historic homes here in New Orleans, right? Because one day, that particular owner is going to sell that home to someone else, and we want to make sure that the historic significance of that home stays. It's part of the culture of our city. But yet, again, trying to appease the Williamson family, even the city went out of their way to say, okay, you can build the movie theater, and, and, and again, uh, you know, in this historic, uh, in this historic building. <laughs> Everybody bent it over backwards. The city, uh, Pell's ownership, management, his coaches, the fan base have all gone out of their way to make Zion and his family feel comfortable here in New Orleans. But it's no different than what we've done with anyone that comes to our city. From somebody that, again, is just a regular Joe or Jane to, again, individuals that, 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 that come to this town that, again, that play for the professional teams. It was the same with Anthony Davis. It was the same with CP3. And when you look at the situation with Zion, it's the same with Zion. Only CP3 of those three were gracious and embraced the, the, the love and the city. We got the same issues that we had with Zion that we had with the Anthony Davis family. It's no different. No different. And let me tell you, all three of these kids came here as teenagers. All three of them. Only CP3 embraced it. Only, again, he still has the love uh, for this city. I'm still waiting on, on Anthony Davis's uh, love letter to New Orleans. Yeah, right. I'm just wondering this, and then I wondered out loud when I, when I was thinking about this before the program today. I'm wondering if his family's even living in that Garden District mansion at this point. I mean, I just am. There has been no buy-in from the Zion and his family. They've acted like they're better than New Orleans, better than the Pelicans since they walked in the door, since they landed at Louis Armstrong Airport, Okay. They want, to, they want to be New York City. They want, to be, they want to be with the Knicks, okay? Well, what has Zion done? What has he done to earn the respect of the organization, the city, the NBA? I mean, he comes to camp in his first three years, out of shape, injured. He's not worked on his game in the offseason, okay? Show me where he's expanded his game, ladies and gentlemen. I've been talking about this, and again, on this, the only one in this market that, that again, has brought this out, okay? Does he have a mid-range shot? Does he have a three-point shot? Is he a double-digit rebounder? A guy with that kind of girth, that kind of size, that kind of jumping ability should be having 10 rebounds a game, again, in his sleep. Should fall out of bed, get 20 and 10. Fall out of bed, get 20 and 10, right? Has he worked on his defense? He's defenseless. Has he gotten in the film room to learn defensive concepts? Because he came here, again, as an unpolished player, well, again, from, from, from Duke. Incredible, incredible specimen, incredible, uh, uh, 
when you start talking about his abilities, his raw abilities, no doubt. But what has he done? Has he done anything? No, no, and no. He's the same player that he was at Duke. An incredible player around the basket that can dunk. That's, again, God has given him that ability. That's his God-given ability. He has the God-given ability to be one of the greats. But just because social media anointed him as, again, the next NBA great superstar doesn't mean that, that he's, he is that player. He's not that player now. Look, he has to earn that moniker. Okay, He has to do what the great ones do. You have to work on your game. You have to become a complete player. You have to get your weight under control and keep it under control. You have to be the face of your franchise, the leader of your team. He's done none of these things, ladies and gentlemen. Zero, zilch, none of them. As I've said before, he and his family, again, have acted entitled and immature since they've landed at Louis Armstrong Airport. And that is, and that is an honest depiction of what it's been. They've walked in and acted entitled and immature since they landed at Louis Armstrong Airport three years ago. And now we're finding out, now we're finding out that it's not Griff or the organization. It is Zion and his family that are toxic. They're the issue. They're the problem here. They're the problem. Yesterday, the Pelicans left Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Think about that for a second. They left Zion Williamson, number one overall pick, the next great superstar in the NBA, off their season ticket renewal pamphlet. What was that? I think it was them saying, finally, enough is enough. We've done everything we can to change things here. Yes, again, they stumbled. Okay? They, they, they stumbled early uh, with the ownership of Tom Benson. There's no doubt about that. Gail Benson stumbled early with, again, some of, the, some of the moves that Griff made, especially, again, retaining Alvin Gentry, hiring Stan Van Gundy. But they look like they've got it right. The team is getting it right. Willie Green has changed the culture in a very short period of time. Griff went out and got a top 50 player to pair, to pair with Brandon Ingram and supposedly Zion Williamson. But yet he's detached. So now, because he's under public pressure, he reaches out to C.J. McCollum today. Now, because he's under pressure, he's posting things about the Pelicans, his teammates, again, Deontay Graham's game-winning um, shot over the Jazz. Now, today, he's doing this because he's under public pressure to do this? Let me say this, ladies and gentlemen. If it's not already decided on airline drive, it needs to be decided as of today. Griff needs to take the kid gloves off, okay? First of all, recall him from Portland. Remember, I was all for that. The narrative that was painted was he was going to Portland to go and work under the best of the best so that he could get back to New Orleans after the All-Star break and be ready to play basketball. That's not happening. Do you hear anybody talking about Zion coming back after, after the All-Star break? <laughs> I mean, that's a pipe dream. I mean, Christian Clark uh, reported last week that, that he may need a second surgery. So, again, recall him, all right? Make him rehab at the facility. No longer coddle Zion and his family. If he wants out, he's going to have to play his way out, all right? This romper room game that's being played with a 21-year-old has to end now, today, over with. That was Griff and the organization's biggest mistake, and they should have learned it with Anthony Davis. They really should have. You cannot coddle a young player or any player hoping that you can appease them so they'll buy in and stay. The team, and this, is, this goes from us playing ball from the little league, again, to, to grammar school, to high school, to, again, the opportunity if you played on the college level, if you've been playing the men's league, right? doesn't matter. If you're playing, again, uh, you know, volleyball out, out, out on the lakefront, it doesn't matter. The team is always more important than the player. 
Especially, again, when a player that has an enormous upside but is immature or malcontent. Zion needs to grow up. His family needs to wake up. Or they're going to just be a footnote in the history of, of the NBA. A guy that, again, had all the talent in the world, but, again, just let it slip away. We've seen many, 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 many examples of this in professional sports. Guy's got everything. Ultimately, again, doesn't live up, uh, up to the hype. And right now, all Zion has been for three years is hype. 85 games in three years. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, the kid gloves have to come off. Zion and his family have been exposed for who they are. And it's not the Pelicans that are the issue here now. We're finding that out. It's been about, about a guy that, again, his teammate, a fellow Dookie, a guy that's under the same uh, uh, player management company, called him a detached player. And even said, again, J.J. Reddick saying he, again, tried to, 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 again, reach out to him as a rookie to be able to try to show him the way. If Zion wants out, he's got to play himself out. That means getting his ass back to New Orleans. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We're going to be joined by uh, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. We'll get his take on what's going on with the Pels, what's going on with Zion, what, what, what can happen next. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a new system, air conditioning system, heating system, maybe you're looking for that generator for your home, that APCO whole home air uh, treatment system that, again, cleans your air continuously in your home. Uh, again, maybe you need electrical work. Uh, Burkhardt can do it all for you. And look, I'll just say it right now. Everybody's going to get multiple prices from companies, again, that you know you're getting the best price for, for your buck. But again, at least Burkhardt come out and give you a price. Let them sit down with you and do a consultation. They'll show you again what Burkhardt is all about. And I promise you this, okay? You may go with them, you may not. But again, you'll walk away impressed. You'll walk away impressed with, again, with the way they handle themselves, with, again, the honesty, uh, being upfront. And, of course, the knowledge of, again, the, 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 uh, the system that you're looking for. And then, of course, the service at the sales impeccable. With 15 trucks on the field and a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, they're the ones that started this. Okay, others are, are copying it now. It's all about customer service. It's all about the Burkhart name. They want to make sure that you, the customer, is satisfied. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You were raised up, raised right. up right. You're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sunrise. Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. Only from New Orleans Country Giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. Get your biggest refund guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt tax pros will help find thousands worth of new tax credits so you get every dollar you deserve. So why wait? Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 eastbound at Veterans, and your delays are going to be heavy on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carey Spillway to Veterans, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound 
from Elysian Fields to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are heavy from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. 10 westbound, your delays are solid from just past Bonneville to before the airport. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from Terry Parkway to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Also look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway with backups from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays on the 310 going southbound from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Rudy killing it with the Mardi Gras music. Thank you, Rudy Dixon. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans again, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Eric Asher with you until 6. It's my pleasure to bring on Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. Fletch, happy Mardi Gras, and welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate it as always. Fletch, wow. <laughs> what, what, what a whirlwind. I would like to say maybe 24 hours, but really let's go back to maybe, what, Saturday uh, when, again, C.J. McCollum was with the TNT crew. And the narrative that has done a 180 in terms of Zion Williamson, the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, I mean, it's just been, been a total change. Uh, that, then again, what a lot of people th- were thinking about Zion and thinking about the organization, I think it's, there's been a real shift between uh, the, the comments of C.J. McCollum to, again, the comments of J.J. Redick today. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that for the people who cover it and, and, and know maybe what's going on, it's all for the other people. It's all coming to the surface now. And even for some of us, I think that we've known the relationship is fractured and common sense tells you the guy doesn't want to be here anymore. I think that the Pelicans have been saying nice things in an effort to try to say, Hey, we're the good guys. We don't want to look like bad guys, but Zion, you know, not really talking to the media, obviously dealing with injuries, leaving the team, not wanting to be here, not reaching out, to CJ, it, look, it's just it's all bad, and, and common sense tells you that it, it's hard to see this ending in a happy way. That I think this is the beginning of the end, and I've been one of these people who swore he's got to play here in New Orleans, even if it's to prove his worth. I, I I am now to the point where I don't think Zion will ever wear a New Orleans Pelicans uniform ever again. I don't wow. think he's going to play this year, and I think this summer he he'll be traded because I do think the Pelicans will be able to get. Somebody will gamble and give the Pelicans an all-star or fringe all-star type player or a package that is appealing. Because, look, if Zion's healthy, he's, you know, he is a generational type talent who, who was doing stuff last year when he was an all-star that we haven't seen since Shaq. So he's a pretty special player, but it's, it's, it's just a bad relationship. And I think that we've all, we've all known it wasn't good, but now it's starting to bubble over for – even the casual fan in the general public that doesn't follow the NBA to see. But a lot of people felt it was the organization was at fault. Even myself, you know, that man, maybe Griffin was making the mistakes, that the organization uh, was the one. But in, 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 in what we're finding out now is the organization has really coddled him and has tried to protect him in a lot of cases, taking the hits, taking the bullets, taking the bad press in a lot of cases. When, when in, in, in essence, you got a guy that, again, since he got here, uh, has been immature. Uh, what uh, DJ Reddick called him detached uh, and, and has not lived up to – you know, the, 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 the billing that, that, again, he came in with in New Orleans, again, the next great superstar in the NBA. He's done nothing to improve his game. He's been often injured every season, out of shape. I mean, there's so, I mean he's done nothing to be able to, to, again, to prove to anyone that he's a guy that, again, could be the next great NBA superstar, other than, again, his raw talent. Sure. And, and again, the raw talent was great when you were playing against guys like me in high school. And, and even in college, he could out-athlete a lot of guys. But the one thing, and you use the term immature, that's what I hear a lot. He hasn't realized that this is a 24-7, 365. You are making tens of millions of dollars because you are an elite basketball player. But that requires you being a basketball player 24-7, 365, especially with a unique body type like he has and the 
possibility of injury being greater because he's a 285-pound man who can jump through the gym. And when that force lands on those knees, ankles, feet, and joints, it definitely is It's a thunderous, you know, crashing down. So uh, you're right. It's, look, I'm not trying to absolve the organization of all wrongdoing. Not they all wrong, right. Did, they definitely made bad decisions. But I think the pendulum has certainly swung, and I'm not absolving them of all wrongdoing, but I am I'm clearly, and I think facts and common sense would prove, Zion is far more at fault than the Pelicans organization. If anything, in the last eight months or so, David Griffin has had some really nice wins. Willie yes. Green's a good hire. C.J. McCollum is a great move. Drafting Herb Jones, trading for Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, these are all plus-plus moves. And, and look, here's the thing. David Griffin is, is a great talker and spins a lot of happy talk. Sure. But you're starting to see it's not just rhetoric. It's reality. When Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Josh Hart get traded and still show up at a game to support the organization, the team, and the players, that is a tangible uh, event that you can say. It's not just somebody saying we have a good culture and good guys Mm -hmm. here that care about each other and want to do something the right way. When guys got traded, they could grab their stuff and leave and say, see you later. They stayed an extra day, went to the game, sat courtside, and were hugging their teammates before leaving for Portland. I mean, I think Griffin has a lot of wins in the culture he's trying to build, and now it's becoming clearer and clearer. Zion just doesn't want to be a part of that. And uh, so that's why I think this is truly the beginning of the end. Well, and, and again, interesting you say that again. You think that he'll be traded, even though again uh, he won't be able to work his way on the court to be able to, to again get more value. I mean, we saw this kind of with Michael Thomas. Uh, again, looks like Michael Thomas is going to come back. Looks like everything's kumbaya with Michael Thomas. Um, but but you're looking at a situation with Zion now where they have bent over backwards to to be able to appease him and his family. I mean, even allowing him to go rehab in Portland, uh, use his own surgery, everything, everything else, every, everything that he's asked for for the most part. The, the organization has acquiesced. I think it really spoke volumes today when a guy like J.J. Reddick comes out and says what he says after the way he walked away from the organization. I think you're right. I mean, look, J.J. Reddick, there's no love loss. I mean, he, 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 he went off on Griff last year saying that nobody can trust him, you can't trust him. This J.J. Reddick is not a fan of David Griffin and did not leave here in a in – a, ceremonious way so uh, for him to be the voice of new orleans in the organization also realize like zion he's a duke guy and also like zion they are both repped by the same agency and have the same management caa so for jj reddick to take the gloves off and hit zion as hard as he did as the defender of new orleans and the pelicans it, it it hits harder because this isn't some zion hater and, and a guy that's in Griff's back pocket. This is a guy that doesn't like David Griffin and left here in, in a less than happy way. And he's the one who's going off on Zion. Yeah, I mean, again, that, I think that turned a lot of heads today. You know, when, when I first heard J.J. Redick had some things to say, first I'm saying, okay, even before I heard him saying, okay, he's going to rip the organization. No, he came out and told the truth about what he knows about Zion. And, of course, as a guy that, again, 
was a great teammate uh, and, and was a leader, again, everywhere he has been. J.J. Redick, as a guy that came in as, as an emotional player out of Duke, right? Uh, kind of built himself up. Again, he understands the NBA, understands NBA culture. And I, and I thought that, again, he articulated that this afternoon, this morning and this afternoon on, on again, you know, where Zion was, uh, being detached, the, the situation where he kind of approached him in the locker room in front of the team. Uh, I, I think he kind of laid it out, you know, for everybody to be able to see that this is not just a quote-unquote Pelican problem. This is a Zion and Zion family problem as well. Right. And look, here's the thing. Zion is an amazing talent. J.J. Reddick said that. But if he doesn't take personal responsibility, if he doesn't buy in and invest in the team, the players, the coach, his training, basically you're a professional now. You are no longer. And again, look, he's still 21 years old. His maturity level, though, maybe like when I was 21, I think I acted like a 21-year-old. But I knew 21-year-olds who I thought were idiots who acted like 16- and Mm 17-year-olds and blew me away. Mentally, Zion may still be childlike, and this still may be a game to him where he's, he's, he's 21, but he acts like a 16- or 17-year-old. And that's just until he becomes a man and until he matures and, and, and there's a sense of responsibility, you may never see him reach his full potential, be it with the Pelicans or anybody else. But I do think this summer, I do think it's gotten to a point where it's going to be hard for them to not – and look, they're not giving Zion away. People that say, just trade him. Well, you don't just trade a guy who, if he gets healthy, he's otherworldly. So, yes. you ha- like, I-, I look at the situation in Philadelphia. Ben Simmons is an all-star player, a first-team all-defensive player, and a really good player. Daryl Morey, when Ben Simmons wanted to trade, he basically said, great, so sit on your butt. When I get a star player back is when I'll trade you. And it took most of the season, but he got James Harden, who is a star player, one of the 75 greatest players in the history of the NBA. If Zion truly wants to trade, I think there'll be a team this summer that'll gamble on his talent, be it Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox, be it, you know, Boston with Jalen Brown. I do think this summer somebody will believe that Zion just needs needs a change of scenery and that they could recoup and get a nice player in return. But it just it didn't have to be this way. I wish if Zion and his father wouldn't have wouldn't have wanted to be here from day one, and we're just looking for a reason to make it something they didn't really want to be all in on, that -hmm. they would have just done what Archie and Eli Manning did back in 04. That was an ugly situation, but Archie and Eli at least had the guts to tell the San Diego Chargers, do not draft Eli. He doesn't want to play there. I wish Zion and his stepfather, Lee Anderson, would have just said two years ago, hey, New Orleans, you weren't supposed to win the lottery. Don't draft him. He doesn't want to be here. That would have probably saved everybody a lot of headaches. Yep. Probably be John Morant would probably be here. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, the rest would be history. Um, yesterday, uh, the Pelicans leaving off the season ticket renewal pamphlet. Again, you were one of the first to tweet that out, put that out for folks. Uh, that, that had to be calculated on the part of the organization. That just doesn't happen. Talk about that. No, I mean, look, this didn't just happen. I heard weeks ago that this was coming. It, it, that's what I mean. I think the Pelicans have known. This, this, nobody's getting caught by surprise here. What's happening with C.J. McCollum, with J.J. Raddick, with the season ticket thing that I tweeted yesterday? They know. There, there's nobody calling me, yelling at me, let me explain this to you. Why is this happening? They know. They know what's happening. They know Zion is not going to be part of their future. They know they've sold him. And it's been false advertising to people. He can't stay healthy. We're, we're selling people on Zion, and he doesn't play, and it upsets people. And going forward, we don't even know if he's going to be here. So take him out of the marketing. 
market Willie, B.I., McCollum, Jonas. Like, that's what we have to market. Scrub Zion of everything because odds are this is ending. This is the beginning of the end. And this summer, he will no longer be a New Orleans Pelican. So, in your opinion, he's not coming back from Portland. They're not going to recall him. They'll let him stay well, wherever he is, detached from the team. What, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, no, let me say this. I mean, I, 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 he could come back and, and train and work out. I don't think he's healthy enough to play this season. Everything I have been told, the bone is not healing in his foot, and he's going to okay. need another procedure or more time to rehab. That the bone, the, I've followed a lot of these doctors saying that. When you have a broken bone and you're an athlete and it's on a pressure area, the the bone needs to fuse properly and heal properly, or it can lead to bone spars or you putting pressure on the foot that leads to ankle and knee injuries. And, and obviously, I'm certainly not a doctor, but that's what they have told me. So another procedure and what's called a bone graft could help him heal completely. That's probably the way he's going to have to go. Now, I have been told he's already back in New Orleans because he and his father, his stepfather, want him on the court ASAP. They don't care. Injury be damned. Put him back out there. We want to show everybody he's healthy and he's not the next Greg Oden. But the Mm -hmm. Pelicans are not going to do that until their doctors tell him he's good to go. So I don't think, you know, he may be back on the bench this season. He may be back at practices hanging out like he was before. But I don't think he's going to play this season. And this summer, once the dust settles on the playoffs, you know, does Boston go out early and finally make a move with, with, with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Mm-hmm. Does Brooklyn yes. go out early and Ben Simmons, they want to pivot off of him? You know, does Sacramento, with a new coach again, decide to say De'Aaron Fox isn't my guy? You know, there's going to be star players. It's the NBA. It's, it's what happens in the NBA. There'll be star players in the rumor mill. You know, what are the Atlanta Hawks going to do? Um, they have a lot of interesting young players and picks that they may, be able to, they may be able to cobble something together. Again, this summer, I think, is when you're going to see something happen with Zion, be it around the draft or the beginning of free agency. But I would be, at this point, and, and again, I have just started saying this in the last few days because of right. what's happened. I, I, I would be utterly and completely shocked if he ever wears one of those New Orleans Pelicans uniforms again. He won't be healthy this year, and by this summer he'll be traded. Fletch, um, you're a native like myself, and, and again, we follow, again, we've been, both been in sports for a long time. Uh, the city, uh, when you talk about uh, um, um, ownership, Saints or Pelicans, in this case the Pelicans, management, coaches, fan base, we, we do this all the time. We love to be loved, right, especially the city. We go out of our way to be able to, again, to lay out the red carpet, to be able to show the love, uh, you know, for, for the player. We did it with, C, with CP3. Again, we, we got that love back. We did it with Anthony Davis. We didn't get the love back. We did it with Zion Williams and his family. And, again, we haven't gotten the love back. Do, do we have to get to the point where, again, that, that, again, that we're not, as, we're not that, 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 that city, that fan base, the, the organization that, in a lot of cases, coddles these young teenagers? And, again, hoping that, again, that by, by again, laying out the red carpet, uh, being the, the gracious people that we are, that they'll want to be able to stay here long term. It's almost like from the time they sign, it's like we got to do everything in the, in the world to be able to keep them here because, again, we drafted them. We need to keep them here because we want them to be, be again, the star for the next 15 years. Well, yeah, that's what you have to do. I mean, yeah, that's that's what you have to do. You just have to get the right guys who aren't swayed by, I just want to get to L.A. or a big market. Like, you have to go draft 
Giannis. You have to go draft Tim Duncan. You have to draft, like, yes, you have to coddle them because Giannis has been coddled in Milwaukee. But yet he's made a home in Milwaukee and won a yes. championship in Milwaukee and stayed in he's Milwaukee. He's bought into Milwaukee. Sorry? I said he's bought into Milwaukee. There's a buy-in from him. It's not a one-way right. relationship. So, so it's not the – I mean, like, what are the fans supposed to do? Treat them like dirt until they win something? Or, like, is, no. is, the, is, the, is, the, organiz, is the organization supposed to say, you know, like, oh, we're not going to coddle you. You're a man now. No, look, if you're picking that high and you're drafting a generational talent, unfortunately, like Cleveland the first time around coddled LeBron James. But they won with LeBron James, and they still lost him. The, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, I remember when they were playing in the finals and in the Western Conference finals when they had Durant and they had Westbrook, and for a time they had Harden. I remember when one columnist wrote a negative column about Durant, and everybody wanted to, like, burn the Oklahoma newspaper down <laughs> because it was like, oh, no, Durant may leave. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, But, again, I, I don't know if I use the term coddling. I think that it's – they're star players, and you want them to love your city, embrace your city, represent your market, and do it in a way that feels organic, authentic, and real. Um, yes. So there's nothing wrong with how we've handled these guys or what they've done. It's just at their heart of hearts, they they didn't buy into us the way some athletes historically have, and it probably says more about them than it does our fan base or these organizations that are trying to make it work here. I blame selfish players who maybe weren't raised the right way or did things the right way mm -hmm. more than I blame our fan base for these organizations or these executives. Great information today. Great take as always, Fletch. Tell us about what you guys are covering over at Channel 6 Sports. Uh, again, uh, your, your blog and also, again, how folks can follow you on social media. Yep, today we're doing mostly J.J. Reddick's comments. Sharif Ishak is also covering the Loyola Wolfpack historic season for the Wolfpack 28-1. Really great year. Um, my go-to of choice on socialist Twitter, I am at FletcherWDSU. And, yeah, I write columns, mock drafts, things like that. I have a new mock draft up for the Saints, Eric. So next time we talk, we can talk about that. Definitely can. Definitely can. Thanks, as always, man. Great take. Love having, love having you back on the show. We'll talk soon. Okay, thank you. Fletcher Mackle. Channel 6 Sports, joining us here on the show. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You need help. Well, where, where are you turning? Uh, do, you, do you have an air conditioning company you can trust, a heating company you can trust? If you don't, trust Burkhardt. Burkhardt will be out there quickly to get you up and running. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Again, they are experts, NATE certified technicians when it comes to all systems, authorized to be able to sell some of the top brands on the market. You want a company you can trust? It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. People come into Diamonds Direct and they can't believe what we've brought to New Orleans. A totally new concept in jewelry shopping with wall-to-wall diamonds and designer rings at prices you never thought possible. But what people like here just as much is our after-the-sale added value. See, at Diamonds Direct, you will never pay to repair any jewelry purchased here. Never, ever. Repairs and maintenance are free. What other stores charge you for? Diamonds Direct gives you free. Ring sizing, free. Rhodium finish, free. New prongs, free. Appraisal, free. Need a stone tightened? No charge at Diamonds Direct. Even if you accidentally knock out an accent diamond, we will replace it at no charge. And while other jewelry stores require you to have your jewelry constantly inspected to keep a warranty intact at diamonds direct inspections are not required bottom line we stand behind what we sell so you can buy with total confidence diamonds direct new orleans direct diamond importer where the best value price is just the beginning in a beautiful showroom on suburban avenue across from lakeside mall superman that thing's on the loose isn't it it's happening yes but i can find it tonight on the cw i don't know what that thing is or where it's from but I promise I'm going to stop it. It's the face-off you've been waiting for. He was here? He just looked at me and then he flew off. Superman. Bring me the other Superman. Versus Superman. He's coming. Superman and Lois, right before Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 7 on NOLA 38, The CW. I'm on my friends over at uh, Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Mentory. Family owned and operated since 1972. You can let it roll, uh, Rudy. It's your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. Of course, again, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. No matter, again, what your budget is, 
Uh, you need a new set of tires, new set of wheels, wheels and tires with 30 inches and financing available. Then again, the ASC certified technicians they have uh, in, in the mechanic shop with, again, the latest in diagnostic equipment. Again, you, you need a, uh, a mechanic shop you can trust with your vehicle. It's Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Check out Southern Tire and their, and their website, southerntire.com, for everything you need to know about your vehicle. For a, a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle, it's Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, thanks to Fletcher Mack for joining us. That was a great segment. Fletcher, a lot of great information and a take. Leslie's going to join us in hour number two. We'll talk to him at about 535. Uh, and as always, we appreciate you joining us on the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Happy Mardi Gras. station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New
man, I don't know. I think it's just in our blood. You start hearing that carnival music. I don't care where you're at. You start dancing. You start shaking. Your head's down. Your head's bobbing. So good to have Mardi Gras back in the city of New Orleans and across across South Louisiana. Two-year hiatus. And a lot of folks, again, are excited. I'm, I'm hoping to be able to get out there this past, well, this upcoming weekend. Of course, a lot of you hear me. I'm, I've been uh, been ill over the past weekend, just dealing with a uh, little bit of a chest infection. Hoping uh, and not COVID-related, folks. Let's throw it out there right now. I tested negative, but uh, again, uh, just pushing through the show over the last couple of days. And you know, I just uh, I'm hoping to get well because uh, I miss it. I know a lot of people here miss it. We just it's just part of who we are, what we do. And you know, from the music to the revelry to the food to again the ability to get on the neutral ground on the sidewalk side to be able to see friends and family, to meet new friends and family, to just embrace who we are. I mean, it just you know, it's wonderful to be able to to be able to um, uh, once again have what what makes us unique in in terms of everywhere in the world and. Um, you know, again, I wasn't slighting the city or the uh, or the organization when I say that we love to be loved. We love to be loved. We know we do, right? Uh, it's it's who we are, and uh, in a lot of cases, we go overboard uh, to be able to when, when newcomers come to this town to be able to make them feel comfortable at home, to make them feel like us. Uh, we have something special. We not, may not be great when it comes to, again, electing our political officials. Uh, you know, again, uh, we have uh, a crumbling uh, infrastructure across the board, you know, from one end of, the, of, of, the, of South Louisiana to the other. Yes, again, we're at risk for hurricanes, but we stay. And there's a reason why we stay. Again, the, 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 the culture, the, the camaraderie, just, again, the people. Uh, again, uh, you know, yes, we love the, the, the three-for-ones. We love the... Uh, Jazz Fest and Mardi Gras and all the all the great events that, that again that we have here, uh, we love to be a destination city for all these major events. Uh, you know, we're a tourist destination and we embrace that. We embraced that a long time ago. Uh, we're great people, but again, when you've been starved for for our culture for for a couple of years because of the pandemic and in some cases because of overreach by government, uh, it gets to the point where you're in a situation where uh, you're salivating for it. You want it and. Just to hear that music gets me excited, and I know, again, it's a lot of you excited on, again, uh, you know, just getting out there and just enjoying who we are, being New Orleanians and embracing, again, what everybody else is, again, when they come here, uh, they, they walk away saying, again, how, how thrilled they were to have a chance to be able to be here in New Orleans. Now, we got our warts, right? We got issues. We got crime issues in this city and, and across the board with, um, especially with, again, uh, uh, juveniles right now who, have, who are out of control. And a lot of that is a byproduct, as I talked about on this on this program a lot, uh, of government and, and not doing what they needed to do. But also, again, it goes back to again, we don't have the home. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to excuse uh, the individuals who have had these children and, and and have not again done with their their, their duty, okay, as parents to be able to raise them the right way. And yes, I know there are factors that, that again, that sociological factors and economic factors that, that go into a, a lot of, again, why, again, some individuals act out like they do. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, uh, they're not only, again, hurting their family, hurting others that they, that they, they inflict this, this pain on, again, through crime, but they're hurting us and they're hurting our culture and they're hurting our city, especially, again, during Mardi Gras. You know, again, look. I was waiting to see what was going to happen this past weekend. We know, where were the killings going to continue? Where are we going to continue to have the carjackings? Where, where again, we're going to have car break-ins? It's what people are afraid of now. People are making decisions on whether they want to go to Mardi Gras or not, you know, based on, again, do I feel safe bringing my family, you know, from the parade route to my car at nighttime, okay? Am I going to come back to my vehicle, and is it going to be broken into? I mean, some to the point where, again, they leave their windows down and, and, and their consoles up to show there's nothing there. But then even then, you've got to worry about somebody stealing your car. 
And then, of course, when I'm loading up the car, do I have to worry about, again, someone coming up and carjacking my family? Look, it is a real feeling that, that is going on and permeating throughout the city for the first time maybe in my lifetime. Because even going back into the 90s, I don't think we felt that way. When, when, when you're 80s and 90s, when you had that bad criminal element that had kind of taken over the city. Uh, but a lot of that was really contained in a lot of the housing projects, right? It wasn't something that spilled over the neighborhoods in every part of the city. Now it's everywhere, and people are, people are, are on edge and are scared. But again, it doesn't take away from the fact that we want to have this rubbery. We want to have this opportunity to go out and, again, enjoy who we are, the people we are, and, 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 and embrace the culture that, that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation that, again, that people all over the world come here to get a little taste of. So, again, hopefully, uh, again, the, the, this, as we get into the second weekend of Mardi Gras, the, the, again, uh, that we'll start to see, uh, you know, maybe some of this being curtailed. You know, the, the donuts on, 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 uh, on uh, Frenchmen uh, with the guys in the cars, the ones on the interstate. I mean, just, you know, basically, again, thumbing and, and, and sticking the bird out to, to law enforcement and to the people of this city. You know, we're, again, making us look like a lawless city, and we are in a lot of cases. It's very, very frustrating, ladies and gentlemen, but... We have so much to offer, uh, you know, for individuals that want to live here. If ultimately we can get just, again, the warts taken care of. And a lot of those warts, again, are the criminal activity that's happening here. No, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Again, we got a lot, we got a long way to go in, in, in electing uh, public officials that, again, that understand, again, what their duty is once they take that oath to be able to make sure that they make the place better than when they, when they, when they signed on uh, for their term. In a lot of cases, we don't get that. We get self-serving and self-dealing. And it's frustrating because, again, this is a wonderful place. And, look, I've talked about it. My daughters live in Nashville and Chicago. And those kids grew up, they ooze New Orleans. Still today, they wear New Orleans shirts. Everything, I mean, everything about them is still New Orleans, right? Okay, but they're in Chicago and Nashville. Okay, they're NOLA girls, right? We don't want to see the next generation doing that. My, again, my generation, in a lot of cases, dropped the ball here, okay? And, and look, I'll say it openly. We have. We dropped the ball. It's wonderful to hear that Mardi Gras music again. It's going to be great to go sit at the fairgrounds for Jazz Fest, to go to French Quarter Fest, and to do all the things that, again, that make us a unique city. But we've got to take care of the warts in this city, and that's been, been part of the issue going forward. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about J.J. Reddick again on, on the program. It's been the big news today. J.J. Reddick uh, really kind of... Bringing back the layers on, on again Zion Williamson and really, it's amazing. Since then, you know, not only did Zion Williamson reach out to C.J. McCollum again as he as he needed to come under public pressure, but again, there's been a couple of Instagram posts that, that, that Zion has put out there about his team. You heard Fletcher Mackle. If you missed Fletcher Mackle in, in the first part of our in, in the second segment of our program, you need to go listen to the podcast tonight. That was as good of an, uh, of great information that, that I've heard on this program in a long, long time. And Fletch is one of the reasons why I had Fletch on uh, every, single, every single week, uh, you know, when his, when his schedule allowed it, because he brings good content and good information. And he has some inside information on Zion. He said he doesn't believe that Zion well, is going to play in a Pelicans uniform anymore. He said that he has heard that Zion's father, uh, stepfather, pardon me, and Zion is back in town. They want to get on the court. And the reason why they want to get on the court, even if he's not 100% healthy, is they want to be able to get out. Um, we saw the pamphlet yesterday, the renewal pamphlet, that, again, in a lot of cases um, uh, really told the story of where the organization is. You know, when you have a uh, uh, what has been considered a once-in-a-generation superstar, I've been anointed at least, right? He hasn't proven that yet. 
but if you leave him off, again, your marketing pamphlet for season tickets, that tells you all you need to know about where the organization is with, with, with Zion, where they've kind of washed their hands with him. And look, I took the organization to task for a long, long time on, on, on again, the things they've done. But uh, Fletcher's right, and I've said it before. Uh, this past summer, okay, with Griffin on the hot seat, he's done an, a, a great job between, again, trades, uh, making up for the bad trades that he made last year, what could be an incredible draft, especially if Murphy comes around and becomes the player that we think he can be with Herb Jones, uh, you know, and then, of course, finish that off with bringing in C.J. McCollum. Look, you hated to lose Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You hated to lose Josh Hart. They were, again, the heartbeat, uh, especially Hart, the heartbeat of this team. And you're seeing it in Portland right now, right? Josh Hart making an immediate impact on Portland's team that was, again, ready to just close it down, shut it down for the season. Uh, That's how much of an impact he makes in a locker room. Uh, with, again, his teammates. And you gave that up, but you gave it up for, again, a player that is considered one of the top 50 players in the, in the league at, at a position of need. So Griff did everything he can uh, to be able to, again, turn this thing around, including, again, allowing Willie Green, a first-time head coach, to come in and change the culture. It's been an amazing transformation in just a very, very short period of time. Now, again, as I've mentioned, I don't give him a pass for, for, uh, for keeping Gentry. I don't give him a pass for, 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 uh, for bringing Stan Van Gundy in. I don't give him a pass for the way they've coddled Zion Williamson because it's now coming to light that, again, maybe they should have been a little bit tougher on Williamson and his family. But at the same time, you've you got to give a lot of credit where credit is due on, on, on right now the direction of the program. And it's a shame that Zion Williamson is not willing to buy into that. Uh, that, again, that, you know, he wants a championship. The question is, again, does he really want a championship? Does he want a championship in New York or Los Angeles or big market? See, the thing about, about, about the, the Williamson family since day one, and I talked about this in the first hour, is that they seem to feel like they were bigger than New Orleans, bigger than the Pelicans, okay? Then, again, that, that, that because he was self-anointed by social media as the next great NBA superstar, okay, that he was going to be the next logo, right? That, that ultimately, uh, that they were bigger. But Zion has not done what he's needed to do to make himself a professional player. You know, I talked about it in the first hour. You go hear the podcast if, if you missed it. You know, putting in the work in the offseason to make himself a better player, getting himself in shape, realizing his body type, and then, again, it's a constant work. Look, I got that body type, right? Again, when, when I was coming up, uh, again, I was never overweight. I played basketball constantly, okay? This is his job. It's his job to be in shape. It's his job to play basketball, okay? And, and he's got to change his diet. He's got to change, again, the, the things he does so that he has the ability to have some longevity within his career. We all hoped, we begged, we, imp- we embraced, uh, hoping that Zion would be able to come to New Orleans and do that here. It looks as though that bridge has been burned now. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I'd have a, t- a tough time going out there and cheering for the kid. I just would. And this is, again, like I talked about in the first hour. You know, we embrace C- CP3. He embraced us back. Still to this day, people love CP3 like myself, even though, again, he forced his way out. Remember, he forced his way out because the NBA took receivership of the Pelicans from George Shin, who was a horrible owner. And ultimately, nobody knew Tom Benson was going to buy the team, so he pushed his way out. Anthony Davis, again, yes, he gave seven good years, and he did everything he could to be able to, be able to bring this, this, uh, this town uh, to respectability in the NBA. But at some point, again, whether it was outside forces, whether it was clutch sports, whatever it was, they got, in, they got, they got to him, and, and, and again, he treated New Orleans with total disrespect on the way out. We embraced him as one of our own. 
I, I saw a monologue a while back that was on social media that I did that popped up on my timeline a few weeks ago where I was talking about Anthony Davis, how we, we again, we coddled him. We, we treated him, like again, like, like a native son. We did everything we could to be able to make Anthony Davis, uh, you know, uh, uh, want to stay here because, again, like we are, we love to be loved, right? And we want to make sure that, again, when, they, when these young kids come here as, as, as young, young players, that they want to be here long term. They want to win that championship here in New Orleans. They want to buy into New Orleans like maybe the old Saints used to, right? 60s, 70s, 80s Saints, where, again, they didn't only just play for New Orleans Saints. They ended up raising their families here. Again, they ended up living here. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, again, these, these professional athletes, the majority of them leave New Orleans. Cam Jordan is the exception. Okay, he's the exception of raising his family here, buying in. Thomas Morstead, again, uh, with, with the Jets and, and, and Atlanta Falcons this past year, has embraced the culture. He's an exception. You don't see that anymore. And it's, you know, for us, it, it's kind of, you know, head scratching. Now, we understand we got some, we, again, we got problems, right, uh, with, with, with our cities uh, in, in the metropolitan area. But, but at the same time, this is a wonderful place to be able to live and raise a family. And in a lot of cases, when you look at these professional athletes, in the case of Zion and his family, I don't think they've ever embraced, again, New Orleans, being in New Orleans. They always wanted to be in a big, bigger market. Uh, I say he's got to play himself in the bigger market. Well, Fletcher says that he doesn't think he's going to play again, and then ultimately they're going to trade him anyway. We'll see how it kind of all plays out. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a company you can trust with your generator sales and service, they're the experts. First of all, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation with you, find out again what you're looking for for a generator. Uh, then, uh, again, once you guys come to an agreement on, on, again, how much generator you need to power up your home or your business, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Look, they're not going there to sell you. They're going there to educate you on generators and, and again, what, uh, you know, uh, and what it's going to mean for your home when the power goes out. Then, again, financing is available. New install quality check after one month. 24-7, 365 emergency service on that generator. And, of course, you use that generator over the last um, uh, storm season, put $100 on it, got to get it serviced by a professional. Why don't you take your first chance on, on Burkhardt by letting them come out and service your generator for you. Find out what I've been talking about for years. Service, after the sale, and, of course, honesty. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I want to shift gears here. And, and, and uh, look, I, I call out the city of New Orleans all the time, right? And I've done it for, for two decades now, you know, for its dysfunction. Um, and, look, it's, it's deserved in a lot of cases. You know, voters have elected self-dealing, self-serving public, public officials my entire life. My entire life, okay? And, look, it, it's led to the decline of, 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 again, one of America's, and not just America, one of the world's greatest cities. And it has. I've seen the change, okay, in my lifetime. Okay, I'm 61 years old. And it, 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 it hurts. It does. It, it hurts. It hurts to see, again, other cities passing us up. And I use Nashville as an example all the time because I've spent more time there within the last, within the last year because my daughter lives there because of the, uh, of the hurricane and then ultimately, again, uh, by having a vacation up there this past winter. Um. You've seen cities just pass us up over and over again. And a lot of that is a byproduct of, again, the, the public officials, the individuals that we vote in. I've also applauded St. Tammany voters, right? I mean, think about this. When we were growing up, St. Tammany was 
you know, the, 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 the country town, our country parish across the lake. It's where a lot of people have their, you know, summer homes or, again, their little vacation areas or their camps, you know, where you went to be able to go, go over to Fountain Blue Park or you went to go, go get a little, a little taste of nature outside of the city. You went to go tubing on the rivers. I mean, there, you know, again, it was more of a playground for, for New Orleans than it was, again, a, uh, you know, a, a city or a subdivision or, or again, a, a parish where, again, uh, you, you had a lot of people that were domiciled. That changed, right? A lot of times because of what? The crime here in New Orleans. People started getting out. Uh, and, and then instead of going to Jefferson or St. Bernard, they went across the lake. Okay? And then that started to build up. I applaud the voters of St. Tammany for, for, again, voting out the old guard. You know, the boss hog regime that had controlled St. Tammany since it was just a country parish. It took a while, but they've done it. You see it now. You see the new uh, elected officials. You see, again, the, the, the difference between, again, the old guard and the new guard in St. Tammany. Let me say this. The citizens of Kenner have to wake up. They have to wake up. Lee Zurich has once again exposed Kenner politics and public officials for self-dealing and self-serving group that they are. You know, from, from again, getting overcharged by garbage contractors to allowing upper city managers to double dip while on the city payroll. Okay, not just during Ida, okay, but again, other, other, other city officials that have done it, right? To the point that the FBI's been investigating. The FBI's there. Um, some can call it a political hit job on, on the current mayor, Ben Zahn. But Zurich has unleashed the facts that the current administration, the current council, has failed in their fiduciary duty to the citizens of Kenner, not protecting the precious tax dollars and showing favoritism. And now, once again, this gets the attention of the FBI. The federal government is, is investigating that. I think the citizens of Kenner have to follow the lead of, of the voters of, of St. Tammany who again throughout the old guard, who started fresh with, with, with a new government that has the people's interest, in, interest first. And we're not seeing that. Okay, we're not seeing that. You know, again, I get on New Orleans all the time. I love my city. I love New Orleans. But again, it's the metropolitan area. We're all New Orleanians. It doesn't matter if you live across the lake or if you live in Kenner, you live in Metairie, you live in St. Bernard. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're all New Orleanians. Every one of us, you leave, go on vacation. You're not telling somebody that, that, that I live in Bogalusa or, again, I, I, I live in Mandeville or, or I, I live in Kenner or I live in Metairie. You're telling them I, 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 live, I live in New Orleans. And in most cases, again, the, when the people here you are saying you're from New Orleans, you, know, you get oohs and ahs about how great the city is. and Oh, that's wonderful. I'd love to go to New Orleans. Or they've been to New Orleans and they understand. But we've got to do better. got to do better in terms, of, again, who we elect to, to be able to represent us. And then what they do after they have the privilege of, again, having the opportunity to be able to serve. So it's just not New Orleans is dysfunctional. You see the city of Kenner showing that same dysfunction. Again, St. Tammany has turned it around. They, they did what they needed to do to get the old boss hog regime out. We have to take, a, all of us need to take a look at what they've done and try to emulate that and show a, show a true change for the better, for all of us, so that we'll quit falling behind. Uh, the southern cities we've fallen behind so that we can once again be the queen city of the south. That's my hope. That's my hope before I leave this earth that I can see this turnaround in New Orleans and I can see this, this again, this, this rising from the ashes that we've seen from other cities. It's not that hard. we got more natural assets than any other city in the Sun Belt. But we don't use them to our advantage. And it's frustrating. 
I mean, that's why I'm thank, thankful for, again, guys like Lee Zurich, David Hammer, uh, Gordon Russell, those investigative reporters who go out and, again, that investigate these things. We would never know about them. Yes, you probably know about it. Maybe, again, your friend or your family knows something because, again, you can't keep a secret in this town. But, again, when they investigate these things, they bring these things to light, then the FBI gets involved, and then there's a change. Hopefully there's a culture change coming for us. Where, again, I talked about earlier in the, in the show, my gosh, how great it is to be a New Orleanian, right? Oh, you know, everything that we, that we embrace about our culture. But we don't do well when it comes to government. We don't do well when it comes to public officials. We don't do well in terms of, again, continue to move this city forward. We've been stagnant for too long. And it's not just the, not just the city. It's the suburbs and the exurbs in a lot of cases. Kenner's a perfect example of that. And so is St. Tammany on the other end of the spectrum. Hopefully we'll do better. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We're going to be joined by uh, Les East of uh, CrestCitySports.com. Uh, Again, uh, uh, he's going to join us. We'll talk about some Saints. We'll talk about uh, the Pelicans with him. We'll talk to Zion with him as well. Um, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't, don't forget about uh, my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You're looking for a new system for your home or your business? Call Burkhardt. All I'm asking you to do is let, let them give you a price. Okay, let them sit down with you, consult with you to find out what you're looking for in terms of, again, whether it's a generator, whether it's an air conditioning or heating system for your home or your business, maybe that APCO home treatment system. Uh, Maybe, again, you're looking for electrical help help as well. They're a one-stop shop for you now. The way to find out more about Burkhardt is to go to their website, acpromise.com. But, again, when Burkhardt comes out, you'll, you'll know what I've known for decades. Again, the service after the sale, the honesty, the integrity. That's what you're looking for in a company that you deal with, right? You don't want to be cheated. You don't want to be gouged. That's Burkhardt. Burkhardt, again, will, will, again, their reputation means everything to them. Give them a try. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. If you were raised up, raised right, up right, you're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sun. Brian at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. Only from New Orleans Country Giant. Shake it for 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all of the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Look out for an accident that's blocking three lanes on 10 eastbound at Loyola. And in the meantime, your delays are going to be heavy on 10 eastbound from the Bonnet Carry Spillway to just past Loyola. Also, in the meantime, delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Also, look out for delays. Look out for an accident over on the right shoulder on 10 eastbound at Elysian Fields. Delays are solid on 10 westbound from just past St. Bernard to Canal, and delays pick back up 10 westbound from Clearview to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from just past Terry. 
Cherry Parkway to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. If you're traveling westbound along the west along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City connection, your delays are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. Delays pick back up if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway along the westbound side from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Your delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on the 310 going northbound from St. Rose to I-10. And on the 310 on the southbound side, your delays are steady from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 
Thanks so much for being there. Remember, if you missed any of today's program, the podcast will be up shortly after the program ends. Anchor's our home base, but again, we're on all podcasting platforms. And uh, joining me now, uh, award-winning journalist uh, from CrestedSports.com and also uh, uh, Saturday Down South, uh, Les East joins us on the program. Les, how are you? Doing well, Eric. How are you? Uh, getting over a little bit of a chest infection, but I'm, I'm pushing through it, bud, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Well, you're a trooper. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm blessed to have the job I have. And, and again, I, I love doing what I do. And, you know, if it, it's a little bit uncomfortable, it is what it is. Uh, if I can make it out of bed, I'm going to do the show. That's for sure. Um, let's, let's, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about it. Before I get started, why don't you tell the folks about, again, who, who, who you're writing for, and and then the book, and then I want to kind of get into some of the things that have happened over the last uh, last uh, week or so with the Saints and also the Pels. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, the folks can follow me, of course, at CrescentCitySports.com. I write primarily about Saints and the Pelicans, but also some, some high schools and, and some colleges. Uh, also, I've had a couple of Pelicans stories go up in the last week and also something on the Final Four news conference that took place Yesterday, I'm covering uh, LSU uh, for Saturday down south. I have a football story that will be posting uh, later this week, and uh, we'll, we'll be having more basketball coverage as we get closer to March Madness. And, of course, the book is called uh, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes, and it's available on all the major platforms online. So I uh, hope folks will check it out. And uh, and again, I would I would I would encourage everybody to definitely check out the book. No no doubt about it. Let's let's start with uh, with uh, with uh, what happened this past weekend with TNT crew again interviewing CJ McCollum. CJ mentioning that again that he had not talked to Zion. Uh, since then, we know that uh, that Zion has reached out to CJ McCollum under public pressure. Uh, the situation with the yesterday uh, with the uh, renewal pamphlet for season ticket holders coming out and Zion not being part of that. Uh, and then, of course, J.J. Redick today really calling out Zion and really kind of pulling that shroud back on, on again, uh, what, what's been going on behind the scenes with Zion in New Orleans. And really, again, almost, uh, I don't want to say he exonerated the organization, uh, but, again, he, he put a little bit more, more, more of this on Zion than the organization. And this is an organization that on the way out last year, again, he, he again showed he trashed Zion. I mean, sorry, he trashed David Griffin and he trashed the Pelicans. Uh, talk about the situation with Zion, uh, just from your perspective. Yeah, it's a, it's a complicated uh, situation. Certainly the most significant thing is, is an unfortunate one that, that really isn't anybody's fault, and that's the fact that, that Zion's been injured and hasn't played this year, probably won't play this year, and has had this problem for three years now since he came into the NBA. So, that that's where it all stems from. If he were healthy and playing at the level he has played with when he has been healthy, nobody would be worrying about anything because things would be going so well. But, uh, you know, it's the C.J. McCollum thing, I, I wasn't overly concerned about that. It was a little surprising that there wasn't a conversation there. I think it's pretty clear that, that Zion reaching out was a reaction to the reaction that people had to the interview on TNT, but, uh, you know, CJ could have reached out to him as easily as Zion could have reached out to CJ. Uh, you know, Zion's not going to be joining the team anytime soon. So 
I didn't think that was a big deal, but once it became public knowledge, it was important for one or the other to reach out and uh, just put this um, narrative aside, especially right now when you have a a week without any games, there's a news void that's going to be filled by something that comes along. Uh, As far as J.J. Redick, uh, I I don't know what to make of him. I've not heard the podcast. I've seen a couple of the quotes. As you mentioned, when he left the team last year, he was uh, very upset with David Griffin, particularly when he was traded uh, to Dallas. It felt like he had been promised a a trade closer to his home in the New York area, uh, which I thought was unrealistic. Uh, and so I, I, I take what he says with a grain of salt, but if he's saying that Zion is displaced from his team and that was his experience, well, I, I think the the last few months are, are certainly consistent with that description, given that he wasn't around the team a lot when he was in town and rehabbing, and then he moved out to Portland, apparently with the organization's uh, okay to continue his rehab. So he has been distanced from the team and that that's not an ideal situation, but, um, and then the other thing, I guess the marketing thing, that's, that's a curious one. It's easy to leap to the conclusion that the, they don't expect him to be here long term, but that that's not what I would take from it. I, I think it's an indication of they, they've spent three years now trying to market this team around him and he hasn't been around that much and we're in the midst of his longest absence right now so i think they're saying let's we got something pretty good going on with willie green right now let's let's focus on who's here and the success we're having and what we're trying to build and uh rather than putting our marketing efforts behind somebody who's not a part of what's a, a fairly positive narrative right now. So it's it's a complicated situation. If he gets healthy and starts playing and plays well, which I'm sure he will if he's healthy, all of this goes away. But that's probably not going to happen until next fall. Fletcher Mack was on before you. He thinks that he believes that, again, that, that he's played his last game as a Pelican, that, that he's done. That, that no matter what, that, that this, this, pop, this upcoming summer, they're going to do whatever they can to be able to move away from, from Zion. And maybe that was an indication of what we saw yesterday with, again, that calculated move of not having him in the season ticket renewal pamphlet. J.J. Redick talked about, again, being detached from his team. He also said that he addressed Zion in front of the team his rookie year about the responsibility of an athlete to be fully invested in your body, invested in your work, invested in your teammates. Uh, and that we've not seen that, that responsibility from, from Zion at this point. And that's a guy that, again, is a, fo- a fellow Dukey, a fellow CAA member. Again, that's, that's, his, that's their agency. Uh, and, and a guy, as we mentioned, called the organization on the way out because he didn't get his way to be able to go to, um, uh, to Brooklyn uh, you know, when, when, he, when he was traded. He got traded to Dallas. Um, that was very telling in some of the comments that the J.J. Redick uh, put out there. But I think it also shows that, again, this organization has really gone out of their way to be able to appease and, uh, the, uh, the, both the Zion Williamson family and Zion Williamson since he stepped off the plane at Louis Armstrong. Yeah, I think they've not only tried to appease him and his camp, so to speak, but, you know, if anything, that they have erred on the side of caution in trying to uh, create a situation where he could have a long and uh, productive career, yes, uh, hopefully here the entire time. And they took a lot of criticism the first year for, for babying him 
after the, he had his knee scoped, not bringing him back sooner. And that's happened a lot with, with some of the injuries. And, and David Griffin has said on numerous occasions that, you know, this is a unique athlete uh, with the combination of, of size, speed, and power uh, creates some, some uh, problems with um, potential injuries. And that's why they've gone out of their way to provide him with nutritional advice and with uh, medical personnel that can help him uh, maximize his ability to have a lengthy career. And so I think they've they've done just about everything they could to to support him as he gets his career underway. And it doesn't look like, especially this season, that he has reciprocated with with a dedication to the organization and and to being as engaged as he can be, even while he's not in uniform. And then you just mentioned it. Um, What Zion had been asking for since day one when he came in, uh, was was again a culture uh, in which a, a culture of winning, uh, players that he could be alongside of that that again would give him an opportunity to be able to win, and David Griffin has made a lot of mistakes since since he took over for the Pelicans, uh, but during this this last run I guess maybe since the summer, he's done he doesn't look like he's made bad moves, uh, bringing in uh, uh, you know uh, Willie Green as the coach. Trading for Valanchunas, again, making up for the mistakes from last year. Uh, you look at, again, the, the draft. Even though Murphy has not really really panned out yet, I, I, still, I have high hopes for him, but Herb Jones. Uh, you know, going out and, and, and giving up a guy like Josh Hart, who was, again, the heart and soul of this team, to get a C.J. McCollum, who was a, a, one of the top players in the NBA, to go along with a Brandon Ingram. Um, every, everything he's done up to this point, of uh, uh, this past year, it looks like, again, this, this is moving in the right direction, but it doesn't seem like and there's, there's still a buy-in from Zion. Yeah, that's the the problem, and it, it's a delicate situation for for the Pelicans to deal with. And it, it would be it would be nice if Zion would show up next week, and if they could bring him in, and the message could be. And of course, they're going to have to handle some uncomfortable questions initially, and they're going to again try and speculate on when he's going to return. But you're going to have to do that at some point. Try and get that out the way. And then bring him in with the message being, hey, with C.J. McCollum here, with the way they have played, for the most part, they had a tough schedule that last week before the All-Star break. But they've played pretty well of late. They've added McCollum. They're right in the thick of a play-in spot coming out of the All-Star break. Have him show up and, and send out the message that he's enthusiastic about what Willie Green is doing. He wants to be around his new coach. He wants to see what C.J. McCollum brings to the team up close, and he's going to be involved as much as he can until he's able to get back on the court. And I think it would be uncomfortable having that first news conference, but get it out the way and, and demonstrate that he's part of the family moving forward, and they're excited about these last 23 games, 21 when they get back from the road trip. But if they're afraid to do that and they leave him hidden off in the great Northwest, I think that sends a bad message to their uh, their customers. Is it over between the team and Zion, in your opinion? Can can they rehab um, everything uh, that has gone on over the past three years, the, the mistrust, again, the, uh, you know, from, from now, this, the, the situation with, uh, you know, being detached from, from, from the organization. I mean, I, look, 
I see them bringing in Aaron Nelson, the, the, the NBA's greatest trainer, right, that they talked about. Miss Benson writing the, uh, giving him a blank check to upgrade the facilities, especially, again, the medical performance and training facilities, where, again, we know that, you know, in the past, they've had problems with, with, their, with their medical staff. Again, misdiagnosis of, of injuries, et cetera. I think that Mrs. Benson has done everything she can to be able to make this a first-class organization but yet again, we, we, we still get the pushback in the Zion, from, from Zion. Seeing what they see now, do, what, what do you think, where do you think this, this goes? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the Pelicans do uh, hold the cards right now in terms of the future. They, they can offer him more money than anybody else for an extension uh, after this season. He, uh, if he chooses to uh, become a free agent after next year. He's a restricted free agent, and they can match. So they kind of hold the cards if they want to, to try and repair this relationship, at least for the short term. Now, that's that's going to start to turn here in the not-too-distant future if he gets into a, uh, a free agency year, even as a restricted free agent. But, you know, you've you got to wonder when – you know, he's out there in Portland rehabbing, supposedly under the supervision of the the medical staff. I mean, David Griffin was asked about a progress report. He said, well, Trajan Langdon was out there and visited with him. And why wasn't the, the executive vice president of basketball operations out there? Did the family suggest it would be better if they sent the GM instead of the, the executive VP? Mm-hmm. And when he was asked him for a prognosis, he said, "I really don't know." So, you know that this, you know, David Griffin for two years, you know, painted a rosy picture on everything that, what, no matter how negative it looked, and now it's it's kind of like he's distanced himself from the whole storyline. So I I don't know if it's something they can say. They have time to save it, and I think they have a product that's developing on the court that might make it enticing for him to stay. But the, the, the body language, figuratively speaking, is not right. good. And so I don't know if it's reparable. Yeah, it, it looks like at this, this point, it, it looks like it, it, it may not be. I want to shift gears. i got about four minutes left. Your thoughts on, on Dennis Allen and, and, and the way he's putting his staff together? Uh, I, I've given good marks uh, for what he's done to this point. Uh, he it seems like he looked around at offensive coordinator opportunities and, and realized that the best option was Pete Carmichael. I think what Pete has done here and the continuity and, and familiarity with the, the personnel, I, I think, makes that a logical uh, decision there. We'll see about the, uh, the the D.C. It's beginning to look like they're going to try and keep both Ryan Nielsen and Chris Richard, which I think makes sense. So I think he Do you like the co-defensive out- coordinator uh, position they're talking about? Do you like that? Yeah, I do. And I know that there's a concern about, you know, what, too many chefs, but I think given that Dennis is, is going to oversee the defense, this is his defense. I, I think you have, uh, if you pick one of the two position coaches, that means you're probably going to lose the other one. And they're both very good coaches. Let Ryan Nielsen be the, the run game coordinator, if you want to call it that, and Richard the passing game coordinator. And then Dennis Allen remains the guy really calling the shots on the defense. So I think that's a maximum use of the personnel that they have. And I think given that the head coach is the D.C. and the architect, they can make that work. So, yeah, I like that idea. 
Uh, I think they've they've gone for continuity, and yet they've also brought in a little bit of fresh blood. So I think he's done a pretty good job of balancing those two considerations. Who's the next quarterback of the Saints? Well, that's a good question. uh, If I had to guess, I would say he's probably not on the roster uh, at this point. Now, he could be Jameis Winston. Uh, I'm not ruling that out. Uh, Taysom Hill will be here. I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback. I think they're going to explore all their options. I think, and uh, I, I didn't hear Fletcher, but I know he's talked about this before, and I agree with him that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a viable option in a potential trade. I, I think there are uh, half a dozen or more veteran quarterbacks, some elite and some just solid who could be available uh, by trade this offseason. It's going to be a fascinating offseason in terms of quarterback uh, quarterbacks moving around potentially, and I think the Saints are going to explore all their options. And someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, would, would be the way that I would go, even if it's not him specifically. Is that the first move they make? I mean, the, the combine's coming up. March 16th is free agency. Is, is that the first move they make going forward? Well, I think as far as bringing somebody in from the outside, that's the first thing they need to do. At the same time, they need to figure out if they can re-sign Teron Armstead. They need to see if they can keep Marcus Williams. I I don't know if they can sign both of those guys um, with their cap restrictions. Obviously, they're working on that right now, trying to shave all that money from the payroll that they need to. But, yeah, as far as looking outside and making a decision – on who they're going to bring in or whether they can bring someone in. It starts with the quarterbacks, but, but Teron Armstead is a big part of this offseason, yeah. as is Marcus Williams. And, and of course, look, we know. Uh, Loomis can, can manufacture cap space if he needs it, um, if he can. Now, again, you don't want to get into a bidding war, but we'll, we'll see again uh, where, how that plays out. If you ask me, and again, a lot of people don't, don't feel the same way, um, I, I would lean toward Teron Armstead more, more than, more than um, Marcus Williams, but that's just my personal opinion. A lot of people feel that, that Williams at this point is the, is, the, uh, is the one that you have to have rather than Teron Armstead. We'll see how that kind of plays out. Yeah, I t- you know, left tackles are hard to come by, but, boy, he's had a lot of injury problems. At the right. same time, Dennis Allen is very high on Marcus Williams. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's where his, his regime is, is going to start is going to be with that defense. So it, it, that's a, a difficult calculation because I think it's going to be hard to keep both of them. Yep, no doubt about it. Les, always a, always a, a pleasure having you on, on all the programs. Certainly appreciate, again, uh, uh, your knowledge and your take. Uh, and as always, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Eric. Les East, award-winning journalist, CrestedySports.com. Also, again, don't forget about Saturday Down South at less underscore east on Twitter. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with Feudal 6. We'll be right back to wrap up the program. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. You like a company that really stands behind its product? Well, listen to what Diamonds Direct does. Let's say you buy a diamond today for $6,000, but later on you want to trade up to a larger diamond or maybe a different shape. Diamonds Direct will give you $6,600 towards the new diamond. That's a guaranteed 10% appreciation. Let me say it again. You paid $6,000 originally, but Diamonds Direct pays you $6,600 for that same diamond when you upgrade. 10% more for the same diamond. It's Diamonds Direct's 110% upgrade guarantee, and it applies to diamond pendants and diamond stud earrings as well. You get the extra 10% on a $3,000 diamond or a $30,000 diamond. Doesn't matter. No strings attached either. You can get the 110% trade-up value regardless of the cost of the new diamond, and you can upgrade as many times as you like. Now that's peace of mind, and that's a company that believes in its product. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. Superman, that thing's still on the loose, isn't it? It's happening. Yes, but I can find it. Tonight on The CW. I don't know what that thing is or where it's from, but I promise I'm going to stop it. It's the face-off you've been waiting for. He was here? He just looked at me and then he flew off. Superman. Bring me the other Superman. Versus Superman. He's coming. Superman and Lois, right before Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 7 on NOLA 38, The CW. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jude Young's coming up next with All Access. Check out Jude, doing a great job as always. 
Uh, I want to thank Fletcher Mackle, Lessies, for joining us on the program. All of our great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to sponsor, sponsor our program. Please continue to support those great sponsors. I thank you so much for listening, whether you've been listening over the airwaves at 106.1 FM or, again, you're listening on the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you so much for listening to the program. Thanks to Rudy back in studio. Great music. And, of course, uh, uh, keeping it all together back in studio for us. Thanks, as always. And, as always, New Orleans, appreciate you again being part of the program. All right, uh, that's it for me. Uh, don't forget, Jordy Collada joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Tomorrow is uh, Sean Vazan and celebrity chef Scott Craig on the program. We'll see you then. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch of the governor, that includes the mayor, they all got to go. Yeah,